I released the book of basketball in 2009. I swore I was done. What else was there to say? The book was 704 pages long. I figured out the secret of basketball with help from Isaiah Thomas, then used it to rank the top 96 players of all time. I blew up the Basketball Hall of Fame and turned it into a five-level Egyptian pyramid. I figured out the 33 greatest what-ifs ever. I solved every MVP debate. I made the case for Russell over Wilt. I explained why MJ was the greatest ever. I wrote hundreds of pop culture references, at least 250 inappropriate jokes, and God knows how many footnotes. I even drove to San Diego for the epilogue to spend time with Bill Walton. And when the book reached number one on the New York Times bestseller list, that was all I ever wanted. I was done. I swore to myself I would never do a sequel. Well, I kind of lied. So much has changed in the NBA these past 10 years. I couldn't help going back. Who could have seen the three-point boom coming? Curry's Warriors going 73-9? and nine? The Harden trade? The player empowerment era? The process? Advanced metrics? The decision? Cleveland winning a title? I repeat, Cleveland winning a title? Well, why write a sequel when I could turn that book into a living, breathing podcast, something that juggled interviews and pyramid podcasts and rewatchable game podcasts about famous games? What's my top 100 now? What's my pyramid? What's the new biggest what if of all time? Could the 86 Celtics have handled the 17 Warriors and all those threes? What did I learn from spending so much time over the last years with people like Bill Russell, Magic Johnson, Kevin Durant, Jalen Rose, Isaiah Thomas, and so many others? Think of it as my basketball book coming to life in audio form, reinvented, reincarnated, retooled, recreated for 2019 and beyond. It's the book of basketball 2.0. It's launching on November 6th. Presented by State Farm. See you there. Another episode of Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ranking Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we are going to talk about Celebrity Halloween, the holiday season. Yes. 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 That holiday <laughs> the season. The other holidays. <laughs> Jonathan Chabon's new name. Yep. And what is the deal with big budget movie posters? They're all ugly. That's the deal. <laughs> Every time you hear the bell, we have to change topics no matter how into the holiday season we are. And now let's spill the tea. Okay, first category, Tea Time checks in with. By the time you all are listening to this episode, it's November 1st, which means it is the holiday season. Officially. officially. (laughs) Welcome, you all. We're in the holiday season now. There's a lot going on. We're going to check in with Christmas, you know, pretty much from now until Christmas. Correct. There's some news, though, that happened this week. Kate, you want to start? I sure do. We've been really in on the uh, Netflix Christmas sort of strategy Extremely. I think since last year, I would say. Mm-hmm. And as we know, the queen of Netflix Christmas is Vanessa Hudgens. Last year, she had the princess switch. This year, she has, we knew, we talked about last week, I believe, the night before Christmas where she's like in love with some mm. time-traveling night at Christmas time. Yes. Well, that's not it. The princess switch switched again. Begins production next <laughs> month with a planned 2020 release. And if you're like, guys, she already switched once. There were already two Vanessa Hudgenses. How can we possibly outdo that? Got great news. There's a third Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> the follow-up, titled The Princess Switch, Switched Again, takes place as Duchess Margaret Hudgens, 
unexpectedly inherits the throne to Montanaro. Love a good made-up country name. <laughs> also, love a good title. Hell Switched yeah. again. Switched again. <laughs> and she hits a rough patch with Kevin. Not, not Kevin? Wow. Not as good of a name. Wait, Kevin's the prince's name? Kevin is her... Or the guy's name? Yes. Oh. Uh, and it's up to her double, Stacy, also Hudgens, mm. to save the day before Stacey. a new lookalike, party girl Fiona, Hudgens again, Whoa. foils their plans. Jesus. Really great stuff from Netflix. Party girl Fiona. Uh, it's everything I could have wanted, and I'm really excited. I can't wait for the 2021 movie where there are four of them. Kevin and Stacy <laughs> are the two names that that writer's room came up with in 2019. Oh, don't forget Margaret and Fiona. Jesus. Duchess Margaret and party girl Fiona. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Next. Really fleshed out characters. Um, also, a tea time fave we love a former Disney Channel star two of them are in this new Netflix holiday TV show which holiday TV show okay seems weird but okay great <laughs> with Dennis Quaid he's not the Disney star it's Ashley Tisdale and Bridget Medler I don't yeah. know if you guys remember her Lemonade Mouth anyone wait was she the good luck Charlie girl too yes, yes she that's was how I know her yeah so they're both in this TV show together and my question is like is Netflix just mining former Disney stars for their holiday content yes. feels like yes yeah they got to steal from Disney Plus now they're right. like hey you, you're in our territory we're and gonna take from like, you guys yeah and all the former Disney stars are like the appropriate like mid-20s age to like just be like cheery and bright and, and appeal to us I exactly like Disney has to like start farming again for yes. that talent yes. they a lot get of the people new have left haven't been able to hold on to anyone really that is so true and also like Bridget and then I would say like Vanessa they're mm-hmm. They're not like top tier Disney talent, right? right Correct. Right now? They're the ones who are who have time to be who doing are available. Yes. yes. Okay. Next one. Um, also, this sounds good, and then it gets bad. Kelly Clarkson and John Legend are recording a PC version of Baby It's Cold Outside, <laughs> the classic problematic bop mm. of mm-hmm. Christmas season. <laughs> um, and I was like, oh great, love both of them. Would love to be able to enjoy the song without thinking about whether it's date rapey. But wait, it's super cringy. It turns out that the lyrics of the song, instead of like, oh, what's in this drink? The lyrics are, what will my friends think? And then somebody says, I think they should rejoice. If I have one more (gasps) drink, it's your body and your choice. No! (laughs) Cannot make this shit up. Extremely horrible. Just remove the problematic songs. You don't need to make it into like an anthem for... (laughs) Body positivity. In our group chat of Tea Time, we came up with several other lyrics that had the same message, which is, it is her body, her choice. Right. right. But didn't have to be so overt. Right. Just like, hold my drink or like, <laughs> right. fill up my drink or like. Right. Sucks the joy right out of those really lyrics. Tough. Really tough. Really tough. It's just like, that's the best you could, th- another kid, is that the best you could think <laughs> of? We're like a whole meeting room oh and nobody was like, God. maybe not. Too yeah. true. Too nope. true. Other Christmas music news. Yes, we're going to keep going. We are. Justin Bieber posted on Instagram this week. He says, it's just a pink background, white text. If this gets 20 million likes, Justin Bieber will release an album before Christmas. Question one, why did he refer to himself in the third person? I don't like it. Uh, thought number two is that he posted this three days ago, only has 11 million likes right now. So this is tough. He's now posting on his Instagram story, <laughs> go like my picture. Oh, God. He's- Fielding for legs, just release it. You don't right, right. Never do this until you know you can get right the amount that you're shooting for. Always undershoot that. Rita Ora did this too, and then she pretended like she got hacked. She was like, she tweeted it and was like, this gets hundred thousand retweets or whatever. That number is not correct. I'm not looking at it. But and then she literally like had to tweet because it got like a thousand retweets and was like, (laughs) "Um, I got hacked and I would never release music until I'm ready to release it. Set realistic goals, people. Please. Please. That is embarrassing. Um, And then just to end it, is it too early to stream Christmas music? Because I am ready for all I want 
for Christmas is you. It's, first of all, the bop of a lifetime. It is. Truly of is. A it absolutely season. is. Um, and no, November 1st is Christmas season. Okay. Y'all, it's it, time. Cool. As soon as Halloween is over, we're good. <laughs> Next category is this week in social media. We have a clap back first. Shay Mitchell, uh, Amelia, how would you say this? Of what fame? What is she famous for? Uh, Pretty, Pretty Little, little liars. liars. Excuse you. Also, Biore partnership fame. Yeah, thank Come you. On. Thank you. That is better, actually. <laughs> Shay Mitchell just gave birth uh, very, very recently. And about a week later, she attended Drake's 33rd birthday party, which I'm in complete uh, favor of. If you're going to get invited to Drake's birthday, I would go mm-hmm. nine months pregnant. I would go a day after I give birth. It's Drake's birthday party. Yeah. How many times is that invite going to roll around? Anyway, she received a lot of harsh criticism that she went out so soon after giving birth and leaving a newborn at home. Oh, God. So she went on her Instagram stories, as everyone is doing these days, to address the comments. She says, apparently people are really upset that I left three days after having a kid to go out and party. First of all, it wasn't three days, and I left her with Angel. So an angel is her dog. So she's making fun of everyone, making fun of her. I feel as though maybe women in general and everywhere in the world should have autonomy of their body and what they do after they give birth. Would you say your body, your choice to Shay Mitchell? In fact, I (laughs) would. I absolutely would. Quick note, Shay Mitchell was in labor for 33 hours. That bitch can do whatever she wants. Whatever she wants with her time after that baby is out of her. (laughs) And quick note on the quick note, her... Partner was like, I don't want you using drugs. Was that why she did it? Because we talked about <laughs> yeah. this at length, and I was like, drug me up if I'm in labor for more than no. He's a jerk, minutes. and you know what? Wow. He should be sitting home with the child. He I, probably yes. was. Well, still party your ass off. <laughs> Hell yeah! Okay, next um, one. So Selena Gomez, she you know she released some music. She posted a photo of herself wearing Kim Kardashian's Skims shapewear on Instagram stories, but quickly deleted it because. The Swifties came for her. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously we know about Taylor's relationship mm-hmm. with Kim. And she's supposedly like Selena's best friend. And uh, Selena decided to post a selfie of herself and Taylor with like an overly flattering caption that was just like, my ride or die. Oh, my God. Thank you for everything. Blah, blah, blah. So it was just like, OK. Why post the Kardashian picture in the first place? That's what I, I don't know. You know, know. people are going right. to screenshot that shit. The internet is forever, Selena. I know. Come on. It's weird. It's that true. is very weird. This, the Taylor thing makes more sense. I get her like damage control. I just sure. don't know why she needed to do it in the first place. Yeah. Right. Lastly, this is just absolutely out of left field, but uh, we're going to talk about it anyway. <laughs> uh, Bill Murray was on Amy Schumer's podcast this week, Three Girls, One Keith, which I have no comment on. <laughs> and um, he told her that he applied for a job at P.F. Chang's at the Atlanta airport. <laughs> And he goes, I did. I filled out an application at P.F. Chang's at the Atlanta airport because I think that's one of the great places. Amy goes, to do what? Just like any (laughs) job? And he says, it looks like the best time. So then P.F. Chang's responds to this because everyone's like, Bill Murray's like this complete oddball and would. And then they go, Bill, you're hired. When can you start? Hashtag Bill Murray. (laughs) First of all, I think this confirms Kate and Mai's running theory that P.F. Chang's is like, Really great. It's great. <laughs> Liz and I ride hard for the lettuce wraps at PF Chang's. It's a phenomenal restaurant. It. It's like better than like Panda Express. Or so something, much better. You know? It's I, classier. I do love Panda oh, Express, okay. and that's Panda a very Express, also good, but in a different no, but like, in a different realm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different mood, different day for yes. sure. <laughs> okay, this is our hardiest category mm, of yes. this episode. Buckle up. Tea time <laughs> investigates celebrity Halloween. Ooh. We are recording today on Thursday, the thirty first. It is. Halloween. Halloween. (laughs) Um, But we believe as though celebrities will continue dressing up throughout this weekend. So we're going to recap what everybody's already worn, our thoughts so far, 
Amelia, this is really your wheelhouse. Go ahead. Thank you. So as maybe longtime listeners, aka my mother and your guys' parents, um, <laughs> would know, I have been gunning for an invite to the Casamigos Halloween party. <laughs> Casamigos is the tequila brand started by George Clooney and um, Randy, Randy Gerber. Gerber, who is married to Cindy Crawford, right. father of Kaya, blah, blah, blah. And anyway, it I, I saw the pictures on TMZ with their little slideshow. They're literally— no A-listers. No A-listers. Freaking Billy Bush. <laughs> he got on the slides. And he came as um, Will Ferrell's character in Blades of Glory, which, like, great movie. But also, that was years ago. <laughs> Deep Real cutting a finger on the pulse there, Billy Bush. It's just embarrassing. And also, they were saying that George Clooney was there. I did not see any photographic evidence. I look, I scanned through all the news stories, no photographs. Photographs of Randy, photographs of Cindy in like uh, hippie costumes, no George. Really sad. No George. Amelia looks forward to this every year. I don't really, care anymore. Truly waits, and now it's just like not worth your time. I bet George was contractually obligated to attend said party, but went in through the back, came out through the back. He can't be associated sure. with this kind of event. See yeah. this, these like, I don't know, what do you call them? C minus? C minus listeners. Honestly, wow. th- there were a lot of like influencers. The first person on the TMZ slideshow was freaking Paris Hilton in her wonky eye. And I was just like, <laughs> wow, how the mighty have fallen. So the only actual A-listers there were Jessica Biel and Justin Timberlake. I would almost argue they're not even A-listers anymore. Oh, Justin Timberlake is. Jessica Biel, since the vaccination <laughs> stuff, is like maybe a B-lister. Yes. But they went as, well, <laughs> Jessica and various other people went as NSYNC. And then Justin mm. Timberlake was a giant microphone, which Jessica's was pretty good for someone sure. that we're like iffy mm-hmm. on. Sure. She dressed as Justin Timberlake mm-hmm. in sort of the NSYNC era with like the ramen hair. And then <laughs> my question is, was Justin Timberlake a microphone because he didn't want to be any other members of NSYNC? Yes. Or because there's like no recognizable costume for the other members of NSYNC? Was it like Joey Fatone or nothing? <laughs> right. Because I think it is. It's perplexing for sure. I also yeah. think Justin Timberlake has had a lot of success in the public eye being on SNL as those like giant hot dogs mm. and the sandwiches. Oh, so big that's inanimate true. objects that's like true. the little clown costume and the big That's hands where he thrives. Is his also, quick Take question. Down to Can anyone on this podcast name another member of NSYNC? Yes. Did you? Oh, Lance Other Bass. than Joey Fatone? Lance Bass, oh, Joey Fatone, right. J.C. Chazé, Chris oh, wow. Kirkpatrick. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah, you really exceeded but expectations. Also, if you look at the pictures of Justin Timberlake, he's just, like, not smiling. He's just like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be dressed as this microphone. And just, uh, Jessica Beale. Beale. So I almost called her Jessica Alba. It's just like, <laughs> woo, having a great time. She yeah. did look like she was having fun. And Jessica Although- was just like, kill me. Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds about right for the Casamigos party this year. There were a ton of people dressing as other mm-hmm. pop culture celebrity yes. icons. Um, Nina Dobrev did Billie Eilish. That was good. Great costume. Comfortable. Yes. Comfortable, Like yes. XXL t-shirt, XXL shorts, and then bl- like, you know, the black makeup on yes. her face. Yeah. Honestly, great costume. That was maybe my favorite of the year. I saw a bunch of Billie Eilish's, which is great. Which it's is a good one. Immediately recognizable. Agreed. Popular and with the teens. It is. And Nina also, she's... I don't know. She's killing Halloween. Pretty good at Halloween. She went, uh, her and her friend went as Gigi Hadid confronting that French woman <laughs> at the Chanel uh, fashion show. Really good. It just good for you. And Extremely good. She did a Star is Born last year, but oh. not like, but she did right. like a literal star she is She was born. like a baby, baby costume with a star. Yeah, yeah, she's really good. The pop star costumes in general are really good. Ciara and Russell Wilson were Beyonce and Jay-Z. Nice. Uh-huh. Um, standing in front of a picture of the Obamas, which was great. Right. Kylie and Stassi were going to, who had like kind of <laughs> downfall later in like the week, but they dressed as Madonna and Britney Spears at their 
2003 Via May's Famous mm. Kiss. Right. They recreated that. That was great. <laughs> of course they did. The bad news later, Stasi hosted a Playboy party for Halloween. So everyone dressed as Playboy bunnies. And unfortunately, as all of you guys know, people in Hollywood and like the certain kind of influencer, like young women are starting to all look the same. Yes. They've looked the same for a while, but yeah. when you line them all up like they did at this Playboy party, it's like really, really alarming. Obvious. So this woman on Twitter, Alyssa Vingen Klein, said, when did all of Kylie Jenner's become her clones? And it's a photo of five women all lined up in the same pose, it, pretty much identical outfits. They look <laughs> like, who said it? The Heidi Klum costume where she was all clones right. of herself? Yeah, she like made people dress as her uh, and like put on prosthetics and look like her. That's what they look like. Yeah, and then someone underneath this said, the fact that she's not even in this picture is mind-blowing. That's crazy. But they all look like different iterations of Kylie Jenner. Right, and none of them are actually her. And yes. you know who else Kylie Jenner made look like her? Her freaking young daughter. Right, okay, she dressed Stormy up as herself <laughs> yeah. at the Met Gala this year. And there was this picture that she tweeted of Stormy where she's not smiling and she's just in this <laughs> giant purple wig and this like fluffy purple dress and people were like, just let her be Minnie Mouse. Yes, yeah, Like seriously. let her live her life. I'm sure this child did not want this giant ass wig on her head. I do think <laughs> it was probably a fun costume. Like if I was a young child, sure. I would want to wear like a fluffy purple dress. Mm-hmm. But it was just like, you just looked at her face and I could hear the all around me are familiar, <laughs> like playing in the background. You're like, oh, poor Stormy. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't great. Also, just the worst costume I saw. Heidi Klum, who we just talked about, is usually super good at Halloween. Like so she goes good. so hard. And she and her husband came as human fireworks to huh? a party, but they like just did like that spray green on their hair and then covered their entire bodies in like thick, gross <laughs> glitter. Like it looked like it was like just chunking off of their bodies. Chunking <laughs> off like, of I their cannot, bodies. I cannot even begin to consider like how long it must have taken to like get it off of themselves because it was on like every surface it was just looked like so abrasive and gross and I genuinely am like first of all what is that what is a human firework you're just covered in sparkles and green spray paint and second of all like Heidi Klum why like why you she was very uninspired this year kind of lazy but she has more time as we said we believe that the celebrations will continue on the Kardashians have done like 10 things since we even wrote this outline so (laughs) we're not going to talk about that no Next category, Tea Time's biggest relationship news ever. Kate, start us off. We're a little light this week, but at the biggest, the big news is that Halsey and Evan Peters went Instagram official right before they went red carpet official, right before they went Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> official. Wow. Uh, the natural progression of events these days. And it feels like this has happened really fast. Like, I guess the rumors about them have happened for a while, but she went Instagram official like earlier this week. I had it on the outline really recently. Mm-hmm. Then they hit like several Halloween parties together. They mm-hmm. went as Sunny and Cher. She went as Marilyn Manson. He went as a member of Kiss. <laughs> and then she just went on Ellen and Ellen was like, tell me about Evan Peters, threw up a picture of them and then like one of her staff members jumped out of a thing and scared her. And she was like, I don't know what's scarier, that or talking about my boyfriend. And then she was like, oh no, I just confirmed it. So like, <laughs> it just feels like it's really public really fast. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of like, chill out. Well, Emma like, Roberts out. went Ooh. really public with Gary Hedlund really fast. True. This is also some classic true. rebound shit. It is. And, you know, Halsey has been petitioning Evan Peters for, for literally it's years. It's true. You're right. So actually, so. this is maybe slow. Maybe they've it's been like 10 maybe. years in the works. Correct. Okay, next one. Um, you know what I never want to hear about again is Christy Brinkley's gross husband, ex-husband, Peter Cook, who is 60. Well, he is engaged to a 21-year-old. But. I just, there's nothing, yeah, there's nothing. Barf.com, honestly. This is the second week in a row we have reported about someone who's in their 60s getting engaged to someone in their 20s 
It feels as though, and you know, I've publicly, unfortunately, now it's on the record, argued <laughs> that people with large age gaps is like cute and there's like merit. Nope. No, no, no. I was just going to call you out for that. Somebody did it to yourself. Yeah, I recognize my mistakes. This is part of growth. Well, this, it is well especially growth. this one, it's like you are in your early, early 20s. You should be having fun. You should be like, you know, getting a college education if you want or just like living in a new city. And now you're just like tied down to this six-year-old man. Well, also Dennis Quaid, we I actually haven't looked into I don't believe he's like a terrible, terrible person. Perhaps he is. Peter Cook is a uh, actually confirmed an, terrible person. Because he yeah. like cheated on Christy Brinkley, however, many years ago with like an 18-year-old again. Like yes. he, he has it's got a, type. a tendency and yes. the type is 18 and like 18 to 21. 21. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's Shake just it a little off. Tinder gap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, lastly, we're ending with some good news. Selena Gomez, you guys, she's on God's time. <laughs> and she is single. She is releasing songs about, like, getting over exes and, like, you know, being on her own. And she's been seen with her ex-boyfriend, Samuel Cross earlier this week. So she, again, went on her Instagram stories to clarify. And she goes, I am not dating anyone. I've been single for two years. I'm on mm-hmm. God's timing, not mine. Selena's doing a lot of replying to things these days. She replied she to um, Haley Bieber saying that she wanted to kill her indirectly. <laughs> yeah. She replied to the shapewear thing. She replied to this. Like, Selena, log off. Let people talk. It's fine. It happens. Oh, my God. I, just, I, like, chill out. I know. I feel like this is a response to her being so, um, like, off yeah, the grid for sure. a long time. But, like, yeah. It's like you a rapid change. Pick like, your battles. Just let people yeah. talk. Okay. It happens. Next category is not worth the tea, as usual. It's another robust <laughs> week for us at Tea Time. First one, Kate. Andre Asimov's new book. He's the Call Me By Your Name author. His new mm. book, Find Me, which is a sequel. You know we write hard for Call Me By Your Name on Tea Time. At mm. least Liz and I do. Yes. Uh, no, I like for it. For Timmy. It's okay, good. all three of us do. So the sequel is out. Obviously, I was psyched. I was like, I want to know more. They've been working mm. on the Call Me By Your Name movie. That's in production, or at least pre-production. And the sequel is apparently super bad. Mm-hmm. I've read several reviews. I'm still going to read it. Sure. Um, but I've heard that like the Elio and Oliver, if I'm wrong, by all means, let me know because I want it to be good and I want to read it. But apparently like the Elio and Oliver plotline is like a really small part. Oh, no. And a lot of it's about like his dad with like some woman, oh, no. like some like much younger woman. And like, it's just like not very good, I guess. What? Is all the reviews this are saying. This guy should like lean into what he knows, what people I like. Like I people agree. want. You know? I know. So that's, that's really sad. If you've read it and it, you thought it was good, please let me know. If you want to just like cut out the 20 pages about Elio and Oliver and send it to me, I will also just read that. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe we should just all go like read Call Me By Your Name fan fiction and we would all be happier. That's perhaps <laughs> the true. The no, honestly, yeah. <laughs> no one's keeping up with that more than probably Army Hammer who held on to like that experience <laughs> yes, and that filming. For so long. <laughs> so long. Oh, Army in his tracksuits. Um, <laughs> on another like sad news note, we're a little worried here about Ben Affleck. We he are. has been in the news lately for maybe falling off the wagon. Just, you know what? We're sending him yes. prayers we and thoughts. We are the Ben Affleck light. support club. Yeah. He's, sending yeah. Sending you love and light. Hopefully, you know, you can go in Brentwood and pick up some Dunkin' Donuts. There's no Dunkin' Donuts in Brentwood, but oh. there's equivalents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the well, Brentwood correspondent. <laughs> then you go over to Santa Monica, yes, get a yes. Dunkin' Donuts, come yes. back to Brentwood, and just walk around. Just walk around. Yeah, get back yeah. to your walk-in, you know? Ben. Yeah. True. Very, very true. true. Netflix this week thought about <laughs> testing a feature that would allow— so this is get specific. allows a small group of Android phone users to change the speed of what they're watching. Basically, it like a podcast, you could speed it up, yeah. like 1.5, watch things faster, binge things faster. Of course, Hollywood had a very negative reaction to this. Judd Apatow, Brad Bird, he did Incredibles. Aaron Paul, he was wow. like— Please do not do this. It ruins the art. It ruins our whole process. This feels like an easy, like, 
just don't do it. Right. Netflix says that this is like a very heavily requested feature from subscribers, which like I get. If I could speed up Mindhunter like 1.5, sure. like I might. <laughs> but everything else, it feels like let it be. This is like the whole art. What's what's the yeah. point? Yeah, if you guys listen to Tea Time on 1.5, uh, please don't. It ruins our art and it ruins everything that we put in this podcast I can't every week. Imagine the three of us screaming at the same time at one. <laughs> Well, I honestly, when you were like talking about the speeding up, I was like, I'm not going to lie. I was going to kind of counting on my fingers like I'd like this sped up and this and this and this and this. But like not everything, not everything, you know, leave it be (laughs) things that also should be just left alone. (laughs) Jonathan, how did you Chibon? Chibon? The artist formerly known as Jonathan Chibon. Yes, he has officially changed his name like judge approved it. It's in the legal documents. I thought this happened like years ago. I think he was just going by it years ago. Okay. Officially changed his name to Food God. Oh my God. A judge approved it in Florida, which no surprise. (laughs) That was an easy win for Jonathan. Um, His rep says that Food God has become cult-like and Mm. it's his entire brand. He's like completely embracing Food God as his name. He says the only two people that can call him Jonathan Steele is Kim Kardashian and his mother. Wow. That is just wild to me. Also, I just want to note that in the outline, we have it as two separate words. It actually, as I just found out, is Food God as one word with the God not capitalized. Yeah. Which I just hate from a formatting perspective. Also, he doesn't even taste good food. Like, all the food on his Instagram is, like, disgusting, like, food you find in Las Vegas. Sugar factory. Sugar factory crap. Yeah. He's just like, oh, you guys, guess what? I had a hamburger and it was super large and yum, yum, yum. Chris Jenner. If you guys sped that up, I'm really sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Moving on, Kate. Oh, God. The Kardashian clan is just so cursed this week. Kanye West released his new album, Jesus is King. It was bad. And people <laughs> talked about at length how bad it is. Yeah, um, read Micah's piece on TheRinger.com. It's phenomenal. A lot of great writing. stuff on The Ringer about how bad this album is. Uh, but he <laughs> released merch that is equally horrible. And I actually cannot describe to you, nor can I believe how bad it is. He released shirts, sweatshirts, socks, and they all say some variation of like Kanye West, Jesus is King. But if you imagine, if you go back to like your word days in like high school when you were making those like presentations and you would do like the rainbow headline with the Mm -hmm. gradient on Mm -hmm. it and like make it like word art with like 3D and stuff yeah with like the drop shadow Mm -hmm. that's what these look like and they're like crosses there's like a random shirtless man who I believe is supposed to be Jesus Um, but it's extremely unclear (laughs) it's I cannot stress to you how bad it is. You really just need to look it up. We'll tweet it out. But these are so hideously ugly. They're so like graphic design is my passion. And like people are going to buy them for like hundreds of dollars. And people are suckers. And Kanye West should just stop. The price is honestly the grossest part of it. It's like $240 for like this absolutely hideous sweatshirt. Yeah. And also, would Jesus charge you that much? I don't think so. (laughs) That's a larger larger question. We'll address it another time. Um, One one. last thing is that, you know, I just like— Beyonce should divorce Jay-Z, I'm just saying, because apparently <laughs> Chelsea Clinton was talking about how she was watching the Homecoming concert film on Netflix, and apparently she, Beyonce in it, she, like, shows off her uh, post-pregnancy body, and she's like, I'm fitting into my clothes again, and Jay-Z mm-hmm. is just like, okay, great. Wow. And Chelsea I remember, was like, no. I love that Chelsea Clinton was pissed off by this, because I remember yeah. when it first made the rounds and people were like, like, there were varying opinions. Sure. But Chelsea Clinton was just like, 
this is like if my husband did not appreciate me looking like Beyonce, she like really went off and I appreciate that it about feels Chelsea. Like, <laughs> yes, I agree. It also feels like maybe one of the, maybe like 20 people down of celebrities or pop culture people, I would expect to comment on right. this. Yeah. <laughs> but Chelsea Clinton, Listen, go off as the yeah, kids say. Truly. Absolutely. We support yes. you. Uh, we're ending with Tea Time's most unanswerable question of the week. Real mixed bag. Uh, in the yeah. questions this week, our handle on Twitter is at Tea Time underscore 33. It okay. is indeed. Amelia? Okay, so... Oh my God, Amelia got just, yelled at I on Twitter this week. totally ratioed. I All <laughs> I said was that I would like John Legend to maybe re-record uh, Remixed Ignition and Billie Jean, because those are both great songs by kind of terrible people. Yes. This and, is a good take, honestly. I like this for me. Thank Mia. you. And you know, John Legend, he's a cool dude. Like, I like him. Just don't change, don't change the words. Just don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't change the words. But anyway, the Michael Jackson stands. Apparently, who, he still has them. <laughs> apparently, he still has them. And they just came for me. And they were like, how dare you? You dumb bitch. Like, die. I hate you. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, you don't deserve to listen to Billie Jean. <laughs> okay, so you two have both gone through now some conflict <laughs> yeah, on Twitter. I don't indeed. tweet Maybe for this reason, but also Smart. because it's just uh, part of my DNA. How does it feel, you two, to be on the other side now? You survived. Amelia, is True. this your first, you know, run-in with stands? With the stands? Honestly, yes. Hilarious that it's Michael Jackson stands. I, Who, I know this is actually your question. You should yeah. ask your actual question. No, no, you were the one that brought, the great point. It, the question is like, who is still dying on this hill? <laughs> who is like, I will stand Michael Jackson on Twitter. I will search for his name. I will find tweets that are saying bad exactly. things about my king, Michael Jackson. <laughs> and like, I'm going to like tweet at random people to defend him. Like, it's that's the hill you're dying on in 2019. Wild. Yeah. And also, it's like he, he's been dead for 10 years. Why are you still out here he's writing He's been dead for, for 10 years. He's been a pedophile for much longer. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, can we not die on that hill? And the thing is, is like, even... At, like, if you, you know, don't want to believe uh, leaving Neverland or whatever, even though, like, come okay. on. At the very, very least, he had inappropriate relationships with children. As in, like, he went on the record saying, <laughs> I enjoy sharing my bed with kids. Right. And, like, he's been dead for 10 years. And he's like, been dead for 10 why years. Why are you still running your Michael Jackson fan account? Wild. wild. Yeah, I don't understand that at all. Okay. <laughs> my question, moving on. Um, so, on Twitter this week, the Little Women posters were released. Mm. I know that I've been on the Little Women train for a long time. Apparently not <laughs> enough to see the movie early. Um, but if you guys can get me into Little Women screening, anyone listening to this, please do. Sean <laughs> Fennessy, Amanda Dobbins, they don't listen to this. Um, anyway, <laughs> the movie posters for Little Women were released this week. And they are garbage. And I want to know why every big budget movie spends 20 cents on their posters. We had this issue with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It Oof. looked fucking horrible. That was bad. When it first came out, it's like they just use Photoshop. like Literally. Literal Photoshop. They take 20 seconds to like cut out the outlines of people, yeah. throw them on a background, be like, this is our movie. Go see it. It's as if they paid me to do it. Yes, <laughs> like, correct. And you have oh great Photoshop skills, but, no, like, but it, like, it let's truly be looks like Amelia did this. It's, Your Tea Time Instagram stories that come out are more fun to look at and engage <laughs> it than the Little Women. Any photo I've ever seen of this entire movie. Well, that's a personal problem, but also, <laughs> yes. And anyway, just the Little Women posters are so ugly. They're cut out and, like, pasted onto this background. They I look they so fake. fake. The Irishman had a really bad poster Ugh, recently. Yikes. I'm like, guys, can we not spend more time on this image that is going to be circulated Ev literally everywhere and all over the internet until your movie comes out. Well, the Irishman did spend all that money on the CGI de aging. That's true. Maybe so, they did run. They ran know, low on the budget. But Little Women has no excuse, right? Mm -hmm. None at all. 
Anyway, I hate it. We're ending with one last Halloween question to mm. send you off into this Halloween weekend. Oh, yeah. What is the first appropriate age, and by appropriate, I mean like what's a faux pas and what's not, mm-hmm. to take your child trick-or-treating? We have only a couple people in the office who are really young parents, like mm-hmm. as in they have children under two. Some are trick-or-treating, some are not. I want to hear both you guys and then everyone listening, like, do you have a son or daughter? Like at one years old, do you put them in a little baby Bjorn and put them in a pumpkin hat and go trick-or-treating? The kid's not eating candy. Obviously, you are. <laughs> what is the right sweet spot? Like, is Kylie Jenner taking Stormy? What celebrity kids are really trick-or-treating for themselves? I think it depends on if you have other kids. Mm. So, like, if you're taking your older kids trick-or-treating, like, mm-hmm. definitely take the baby. Mm-hmm. Sure. But if you just have a little kid, just, like, do, like, go to their, like, preschool event. Or, like, right. just, sure. like, go to your family's house and, like, have fun, like, dress them up in a costume and take pictures. Like, they don't know. Do you think if you open the door and there was a full-grown adult and a little baby and a baby born and then a pumpkin basket full of candy, would you be like, uh... I'd be like, ring, 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 911. There's a child kidnapping in the I process. would be like, like what? I would ask the parent. I'd be like, do you like Snickers or Reese's? <laughs> like, I don't. This is clearly for you. So I would feel a little bit duped by that, I have yeah. to say. I think that also, I mean, I don't, I just feel like when you have like a little child, it's kind of for everyone else to see the little That's candy. That's true. That's so true. So it's kind of like, who cares about the candy, but do you want to see my adorable child? And you're like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. That's true, that because true. parents do love dressing up like yeah. little babies in tons mm-hmm. of costumes. Yep. I love looking at them. They're <laughs> yeah. so freaking cute. But you're right. Okay, that's more of a public service. Look at this cute little right. baby in like a lobster Right, and then give onesie. me that's your king size Snicker bar <laughs> right. in return. Exactly. Okay, so Honestly, that's a fair trade. We're saying any age is any on the age. table. Sure. As, long, as long as they're cute. Wonderful. <laughs> you guys, have a happy Halloween weekend. Yes. And a Merry Christmas. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> this has been Tea Time. Thank you, Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer.